Uh, we're going to hear a reading for today from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 to 21, and this is read to us by Mark and Miriam. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love God does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love amongst us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not the love we love God, but not that he loved us and sent his Son as an outstanding sacrifice for sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also love one another. No one has ever been seen God, but if we have seen each other, God lives in us and his love is complete in us. 13. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. 14. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Saviour of the world. 15. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. 16. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. 17. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world we are like Jesus. 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. 19. We love because he loved, He first loved us. 20. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen, then they cannot love God whom they have not seen. 21. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Thank you. Well, we're thinking about the love of God this morning from 1 John chapter 4, the passage that's just been read to us. Our series is Living in the Love of God. Hilary and I have been enjoying over the last uh, few weeks uh, watching All Things Yorkshire on uh, Channel 5 in particular and because uh, the Yorkshire Vet, very interesting, and our Yorkshire Farm which has now become a favourite of our grandchildren. On the Yorkshire Farm there's a couple, Amanda and Clive, who with nine children who are shepherds, shepherdess, and they, these nine children, the oldest boy is Reuben, age 16. Now he uh, got himself a motorbike that he had to do up in order to sell to make some money. But when he saw how much his brother, Sid, aged eight, uh, liked the motorbike and wanted to ride it, instead of making money from it, he gave it to his brother. That's love. 
When most people use the term love, they're not thinking of true love, the God kind of love. Instead, they're thinking of a romantic, soppy kind of love that, that values being nice more than wanting what is really best for the other person. The Urban Dictionary has a good definition. The act of caring and giving to someone else, having someone's best interest and well-being as a priority in your life. To truly love is a selfless act. You can find a, a Bible description of love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. But in this section, we read God is love, verse 8. Bible commentator David Guzik says, when we say God is love, we're not saying everything about God. Love is an essential aspect of his nature, but it does not eliminate his holiness, his righteousness, or his perfect justice. Instead, we know the holiness of God is loving, and the righteousness of God is loving, and the justice of God is loving. In fact, everything God does in one way or another expresses his love. Love is part of God's nature, but love isn't natural to us. It comes from God. It requires God's life in us by the Holy Spirit. That's why love is a mark of the true Christian. And love is an act of the will, not simply an emotion. We talk about falling in love, but it's not always like that. See, when a baby is born and you first see that new baby, your heart enlarges, doesn't it, with that love for that child. But it's not always like that. Sometimes that love has to grow. Well, it always has to grow as the child grows, as the child matures into a teenager, into an adult. And then love makes demands upon us. Verse 11, love each other, John says. It brings us responsibilities. It opens us up to pain and rejection. Loving someone doesn't necessarily mean agreeing with them or even trusting them or even perhaps liking them. Love, especially God's love, is bigger than all of that. that was, that's the definition of love. Now, secondly, we can rely on God's love, and that's key to this section, verse 16. See what John says about love. God shows his love in Jesus preeminently at the cross. 1 John 4, verse 9 says this, in this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God sent his only begotten Son, his one and only Son. This shows us what love is and what it means. Love is not only defined by the sacrifice of Jesus, it's also defined by the giving of the Father. It was a sacrifice for the Father to send the second person of the Trinity. God the Father loved us so much that he gave the best he had, his own son. 
He sent him for us. He did not wait for us to return to him. You know the uh, parable of the prodigal son, a story that Jesus told in the Bible. The father sends his son into the far country to find the prodigal, not like in the story. In the story, the son asks for his inheritance and then he goes off to the far country and wastes the money. And the father waits for the son to return and then embraces him. But in reality, God the Father sends Jesus the Son into the far country to find the prodigal, to live amongst the dirt and maybe even amongst the pigs and rescue him and then adopt him into his family. It cost God lots to do that. 1 John 3 verse 1 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. And that is what we are. It's like a banquet. Now, I don't know what your favourite food is. Is it roast beef and Yorkshire pudding? Is it lamb casserole? Is it a veggie curry? Or do you prefer desserts? Lemon meringue pie? That's one of my favourites. Or Eaton mess. Maybe messy, but it's tasty. God says, fill your boots. Fill your boots. Here's the banquet. Sit down at the table. There's room at the table for you. Take, eat, enjoy. Fill up on what God has for you. And what God has for you is his overflowing love. 1 John 3 verse 16 says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. You see, if God had merely sent Jesus to teach us about himself, that would have been wonderful enough. It would have been far more than we deserved. If God had sent Jesus simply be, to be our example, that would have been good too and would have had some value. But the wonderful thing is that God did not stop with these, but rather sent his son, not merely to teach or to be our example, but to die the death of a felon, a criminal, that he might save us from sin. See what Paul says about God's love. Romans 5 verse 5 says, God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. It's like a fountain, God's love flowing out of that fountain or like a spring or like a waterfall. You know, can you imagine the uh, Niagara waterfalls and uh, you're a tourist maybe and you go and you look at them in one of those boats and you get absolutely drenched by the water flowing over the waterfall. That's what it's meant to be like with God's love. We need to be drenched in God's love. Romans 8, 38 and 39 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, 
nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That love keeps on going. Nothing can remove it from us. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 3, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all God's people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. This multidimensional love that God has for us, it's so far beyond us. We need God's Spirit to help us grasp it. One preacher put it this way, it's like an ant trying to understand the internet. We'll never fully understand God's great love. The measure of God's love is this, it was worth his son dying for us. We're going to sing a hymn later on, towards the end of our service, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. I'm going to invite you to change the words slightly and sing, because he loves. Because you see, not only is, is it true that Jesus lives, but it's also true that Jesus loves. God loves us. And that love, is transforming. So that brings me to my third and final point. We need to rely on God's love. How does God's love help us? John tells us repeatedly, you see, to love one another. And that's not natural, we've said that. God's love enables us to love. Verse 7 says, literally, those who are loved, let us love. In other words, because we're loved by God, Let's go out and love others. When Jesus washed the feet of the disciples and showed such great love and servanthood to them, we might have expected him to uh, gesture to his own feet and turn to his disciples and say, okay, over to you. Who's going to wash my feet? But he didn't. He said to them, now you go and wash each other's feet. The proper way to love God in response to his love is for us to love one another. We need to go, rely on God's love to truly love. Exercising love enables God to live in us and us to truly love. Experiencing God and God's love. That's really what being a Christian is. Living in the love of God. God's love transforms us. And then we need to rely on God's love for testimony and witness. What does God's love look like? It can look like selfless giving, like Reuben giving that motorbike to his brother Sid. Maybe the giving of COVID nurses or firemen who give their lives to rescue someone. Or it can be little acts of kindness, like a phone call to a lonely person like a bunch of flowers, like a bit of babysitting, like a cash gift in the nick of time, like a cake baked or a chat on the phone. These may seem tiny things, small things, 
but they can have a big effect. We become like Jesus as we love people, and so we show Jesus to other people. We most beautifully represent Jesus when we love people, for it's in these selfless acts that the world will see a saviour who is worth following. And we need to rely on God's love to banish fear, especially for confidence at death and judgment. We can live without fear, both now and in the future, because we know that God, who loves us, is with us every day. I want that hymn because he lives at my funeral service, because that has made the difference through my life and will make the difference in my death. And then we need to rely on God's love when our love tank is empty. Does your love tank ever get empty? When we run out of patience, when we're tired of forgiving, when we want to fight back, when we're exhausted, when we don't even love ourselves anymore. Truly loving others will be uncomfortable at times because it goes against our selfish human nature. Sometimes it feels great to love others deeply and at other times it's simply our choice to act in love even when we don't feel it. And then finally, we need to rely on God's love when people don't deserve it because we don't deserve it either. But God loves us anyway. Will you join me in prayer? Loving God, it is because of your sacrificial love for me that I even know what love is. Thank you. Today, help me to know your love, to feed on your love, and to allow your love to change me. Then please show me what I need to do to love people well. Change my heart so that it reflects yours and let my actions reveal that I am your disciple. Help me show people what you are like. When I feel overwhelmed, help me to persevere. When I feel insecure, give me the strength to look out for the interests of others. Replace jealousy and pride with humility and patience, and above all, show me how to love like you've loved me. I want the people I meet to see Jesus in me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you'd like prayer, please text our prayer line on 07564 768 616. Now we sing together.